Welcome to Ion Strength and Conditioning Radio. This is your host, Jeremy, and I'm with Trina as usual. What's up, Trina? What's up, Jeremy? I can see sun's out, guns out. It's oh, time. yeah. <laughs> Every day, all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's getting hotter. I don't know how long it'll last, so I'm just taking advantage of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so today, I was going to do something kind of different than what we normally do instead of just hitting one topic. Just going to hit four or five topics real quick, just kind of touch on them. I don't know if they warrant the whole episode or a whole, you know, long dissertation on, but maybe, maybe at a later date. But right now, I just kind of wanted to touch on a couple of things. So. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Well, the first thing, someone had talked about doing some motivation tricks, you know, how do people, to get up in the morning especially seems to be, but these could probably be um, applied at other times. So it's not really tricks, hacks maybe. One, one idea would be putting your shoes and your gear by the front door. Maybe that kind of helps. One thing other people do is sleep in your workout clothes. Now, obviously, you don't want to do that if you have wore them already, <laughs> <laughs> as they might be a little funky. But, um, yeah, that's, that's another trick that maybe that's one less thing you have to think about. I always, in the morning, I try and do everything that I can at night before that's going to take a lot of thought because my brain's not really working too uh, good when I get up. So the less I have to think about, the easier it is. So if you don't have to think about what you're going to wear or anything like that, or if you, you know, if you eat before you work out or make coffee or whatever, then, you know, maybe have that pre pre set up before you go or whatever. So that's just kind of one thing I was thinking of. I probably have more. I don't want to go too into depth, but those are some things that can help people in the in the short term maybe if you're having a hard time on to the next would be uh so the bodybuilding versus uh strength training those are two separate total animals and again i'm just going to touch on these real quick but a lot of the workouts that are promoted by say magazines and maybe by fitness professionals and other things you might see on instagram those are tailored towards a bodybuilding scheme and those have nothing to do with strength training so if you're looking to build strength, don't follow those types of workouts. And typically those workouts are, you know, three sets, you know, eight to 12 reps, something like that. That's not a typical strength range. That's more for, I always say this wrong, hypotrophy, hypertrophy. I don't know, whatever it is, get swole. That's what that's for. So strength training is going to be into one, three, five range typically. And it's going to be maybe same amount of sets, five sets, but it'll be shorter and it'll be, closer to near maximal uh, weights. So it's important to distinguish those two because if you have a goal of gaining strength, doing bodybuilding workouts aren't necessarily going to benefit you. So I'll leave it at that for now. This is probably, that could probably go, we could go into depth on that maybe more, but I'm going to leave it alone. Next topic, some supplements I've been picking up. So I'm going to preface this with saying, I've always said, if you're not eating right, if you're not close to your goal, weight, body fat percentage, and you don't eat 80, 20, 80 good, you know, the 20 bad diet or cheat meal or whatever, then just skip on to the next part. The supplements that I found that really work for people across the board would be, you know, I, I touched on these before, but it's going to be protein, creatine, uh, fish oil. Those are good for anybody at any stage. So get into that if you want to. This one's going to be for people that are closer to their goal weight or their goal body fat that have been doing this for a while. Uh, the first one I picked up a couple months ago and I've noticed a pretty big difference is called beta alanine and it's uh, for endurance. So 
I've been taking it and you kind of stack it like back in the day people used to take creatine they used to take you know like 10 grams a day or something then they taper off down the five but anyway this one's kind of the same idea you take a, a loading phase for a couple weeks and then you go down the benefit of it is endurance so I've noticed in my longer cardio workouts or doing boxing or you know longer crossfit wads I've noticed the endurance is it's crazy it's really it's like a it's a game changer so if you're like I said if you're at that point and you're looking for something for a little boost that might be it it's just a beta alanine is just a um what is that called branch chain amino acid so it's not anything you know super crazy the long-term effects nobody knows but you can look into all that science on it I haven't seen anything that says taking you know a certain amount is bad for you so you will feel a little bit of a itchy, uh, not itchy, but like tingling on your skin from it. I've noticed that and I still get it. I've been taking it probably two months now and I still get a little bit of that. So, but it's nothing like crazy. I think that's what they put. Well, that's exactly what they put into all those pre-workouts. When you get and you start getting that tingling, <laughs> that's what they put in there. So um, anyway, that's one. And then another one I've been using to help me sleep is melatonin. Now I had never, I've tried it off and on. I never found anything that worked. I found one, and I don't have the name with me, so I apologize for that. But it's from Target. It's purple. It's got little animals on it, and it works. It puts me out, and I sleep good. On my Whoop, which I still use every day, typically when I take that, it's in the – I get my recovery up into the green past 70 usually. So that's never hasn't happened for me for months, so it's pretty uh, beneficial so far. Is it Ollie? Purple? Ollie? Yeah, it might be. I think it's Ollie. It might be. Okay. It might be that brand. It might be. I'm not sure. I, I don't know. It's not. It looked like an off-brand. And I, I just grabbed one randomly and it ends up working. So, But uh, I'll, I'll try and get the name. Maybe we can uh, I'll put that out in an email. The next thing, next topic I wanted to cover was supplementing workouts for doing sports. And again, this might be for people that have been doing it a while and maybe they're, you know, like, oh, I don't feel like doing 100 burpees or I don't feel like doing, you know, Fran again or something. That's okay. That's cool. I mean, I get it. If you've been doing it a long time, some of those things can be like mentally challenging. Even at the beginning, I understand they are, but you have to go through that for a while just to build up this base machine, you know. But um, after after the fact, picking up other side sports. So I've talked about this before, but got into boxing, jujitsu, doing golf now more often. And I burn probably eight to a, 800 to 1,000 calories every time. I go golf. I'm burning somewhere around five to six hundred doing jujitsu for an hour. Boxing, I can get yeah, I can get crazy amounts of calories. Twelve hundred calories in like forty minutes if I do it pretty hardcore. So anyway, the point was if you're looking for something to supplement it and you feel like you're not getting enough, maybe look into picking up a sport. A lot of those things we can do here. Not a lot. The boxing I got a bag, I got gloves, I got pads. If you want to hit the pads, uh, anything like that, if anybody's interested in doing that, let me know. I enjoy it. I think if once you get into it kind of and get um, a little more or a little proficiency in it, it's pretty fun and it's a gnarly workout. Like you can work yourself into the ground on it. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the last little thing I was going to touch on, I won't go. I won't go too far in depth into this too, but someone was asking about is higher reps for Olympic lifting dangerous it's always been a thing with crossfit that oh they're gonna break breaking your back if you keep doing that in 15 years you're gonna have a broken back and broken shoulder and all this stuff i don't agree with that i've been doing this while the thing with what we do i wouldn't necessarily call it olympic lifting 
we copy the movements, but we're not doing Olympic lifting quotations, air quotes. That's a whole nother sport. We use some of their movements, but we wouldn't say it, call it, you know, Olympic lifting. So I guess the bottom line would be, no, I don't think so for the matter that most people don't use heavy enough weight to cause themselves that kind of damage. Now, we want to get everybody in the right form or as close as we can. We don't want people to do anything. You can get injured doing anything. You can get injured doing a back squat. I threw my back out a couple of days ago doing a back squat. So it doesn't matter what the movement is per se. None's more dangerous than the other. But if you do something wrong, it can be. And I'm not sure what I did wrong. But anyway, probably just being old. But um, uh <laughs> In my opinion, it's not more dangerous. And again, when you come in here and you start doing these movements, we scale it down to just the bar or even a stick. And then we work from just the hang position. And like on a snatch, for example, hang to get it overhead. You can muscle snatch it, muscle snatch a bar, muscle snatch a stick. If you get injured on that, you got more problems and it's going to be fixable in a couple sessions anyway. You might have to scale it way down for you, which is fine. But And then even with the bar, in in most cases, it's a doable thing. So, And then as you advance with that, then we work on going from the ground and and all these other parts of it. But um, no, the bottom line would be I don't think it's dangerous. And people that uh, uh, would tell you that probably have some financial benefit to it. I used to put people on online doing their cleaning stuff. And I get all these coaches, oh, she's going to break her back. Oh, she's going to do it. And it's... I think it wasn't more so much that they were worried about the people, but it was like, this is our thing and you're showing people how to do it and you're not charging, you know, cause they charge a lot more than we do around here for uh, coaching and seminars and it's a whole thing. Oh no, you can't, you can't do that on your own without, without me watching you 24 seconds. Like, okay, that's fine. I mean, I guess it's just too complicated and people aren't smart enough. You can say that, but I don't think that's the case. I think what the thing is, is that they have a, their whole, being is wrapped up in this Olympic lifting. And if you're not doing it right, the, you know, the religion of Olympic lifting, then, you know, you got a problem and it's like, it ain't like that. We, we try different things. And if someone does get hurt, it's been pretty rare, actually. Most of the time it's from powerlifting, to be honest, deadlifts and squats and stuff like that. So yeah. been fortunate not to get a ton of injuries from the Olympic lifts. So, but anyway, that was my five little points I wanted to touch on. Do you want to throw anything on top of that or? No, I think you covered it all. Nice little okay, quick hits cool. here. Um, <laughs> cool. Just be sure to check out the gym. The website is ionsnc.com. Instagram is at ionsnc. BitChute and YouTube is Ion Strength and Conditioning. And the email is ionsncradio at ionsnc.com. Awesome. Thanks, Trina.